Hello, baby! Happy Friday, everybody. My name is Fresco Savage. Welcome back. Welcome. <laughs> what was that? Oh, my goodness. Welcome back to Fresco Savage Live from the Interdimensional Bedroom with my good friend Wannabe. He's an up-and-coming sensation. He's getting back in the game, baby. This week, we have we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. We talked a lot about uh, high school and middle school. I don't know why it always comes up, but we always end up talking about school. Uh, Wannabe has his infamous philosophy corner that I know you all look forward to greatly. Uh, please, if you're enjoying your podcast, if this is the first podcast of, of the Interdimensional Bedroom, this is the first episode you're listening to, please rate us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. Share it with a friend if you like it. I would really appreciate that. Uh, we're giving this stuff away for free, and, you know, I know we don't talk about anything that important, but it's it's just a, it's a nice play to, place to put our thoughts and earmark our friendship in this tumultuous time of history. You know? Time is an ever-flowing river in both directions, like we got into last week. If this is your first episode you're listening to, man, do I appreciate you being here. If this is your first, second, third, fourth, fifth, I mean, I appreciate you all the same. But if you're a return customer, man, oh, man, oh, man, do I appreciate it. Uh, we got to get Wannabe back his AirPods. And he talks about that right at the top of the episode. I hope everybody had a good week. I hope everybody has a good weekend. Uh, starting to get colder now. You know, I've had a neck pain. A neck pain the last couple days. I don't know what it is, but it's it's been souring my attitude like no, like nobody's business. It's uh, it's tough. I just got a stiff neck. I it, sometimes it, it's been happening since I was a kid. I, I'll sleep weird one night and I'll be out for two, three days. So I'm hoping it goes away. Uh, if you guys have any remedies for neck pain, other than a frozen bag of peas and hot showers, you let me know. Let me know in the comments. Send me a message on Instagram. I'd really appreciate it. My time is just about running out. But again, if you're here, man, oh man, do I appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy this week's episode uh, called High School Shenanigans. That's a wannabe original. Enjoy this week's episode of Fresco Savage Live from the Interdimensional Bedroom. Dude, I love the feeling of opening that link, seeing you with the headphones and the microphone. Every, I just love, I love this. I'm so, I'm so happy that you're happy. <laughs> I'm happy it's snowing too. Dude, I'm happy it's snowing. There was like a 40 car pileup down the road today. Are you serious? Yeah. Damn, dude. I didn't know that. on fire, bro. You can find it anywhere. God, it's pretty wild. <laughs> I'll have to take a look at that. Not that I let's give not a start on such a depressing note. Snow is beautiful. Hey. <laughs> I'm going uh, no AirPods today because we've had a, a bit of a lack in listeners lately. Hopefully, people get back on that. You had to re you had to return your AirPods. Yeah, I sold them to a pawn shop, dude. Oh my god, no! Dude. What's What's weird is that you don't even know the numbers of listeners because you don't have access to that information. <laughs> So you're just straight up assuming. You're like, I've yeah. got a vibe that nobody's listening. Well, dude, I can, I, I mean, but 
you pay me weekly based on the income of the podcast. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that detail. Right. And so based on this week's income, I was way short on rent. And well, so I had oh, to, you had to pawn. Uh, yeah, I had to pawn my AirPods. And I'll tell you what, the fucking pawn shops on this planet, dude, you can see some. Okay, real talk here. Okay. Um, for my whole jun- junior year of college, I like once a month or twice a month, I would I would sell my the same acoustic guitar. I would pawn it back and <laughs> forth to the pawn shop. Heck yeah, so dude. So I, at the beginning of the month, I would pawn it. Like say it's like the the fourth and then like like for like a hundred bucks or something like you needed an extra hundred bucks or something like that. yep yep my guitar was worth about 200 so i'd get a hundred for it and yeah and you get more money for pawning yes exactly with with the assumption that you'll be buying it back you know yes so they i'd pawn it at f30 days and then two weeks later i get my paycheck and then i buy my guitar back and that that is what i, I that happened for like months and you and you think, get to buy it back for a hundred dollars like yeah you buy amount? it back for slightly more like okay they give me a hundred bucks i buy it back for like 115 and now they won't sell it right if they will not if you have it. that if you have that understanding it won't like yep. be sold from underneath you correct but if you forget to buy it back after 30 days it is their property and they can sell it dude that is wild i know just exists and i know i know i know (laughs) i mean i guess it makes sense it's legal but yeah what i learned is that no one pretty much no one who works at a pawn shop is is enjoyable to talk to Mm. um i think have you seen pawn stars yeah, that's well. Even those guys are kind of assholes at times, but yeah, um, they don't they, want to be there. They just they have to be there. Yeah, but I think we should start a pawn shop because we could learn so much about so many different things. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something though. There's a pawn shop down the road, on Menominee okay. Street. Yes, I'm familiar. Right. Do you know what that pawn shop is called? Me no money pawn and brokerage or something like that dude i, I never know it's called together. me no money and it's on menominee street oh i never put that together i just thought they broke up the word menominee damn it no it's I called me no money dude gotta get your head in oh. the game dude dude that was you're telling me they're not fun to be around those are some fun people <laughs> Yeah, well, my you know what else is weird? Sex shop workers. You ever been to a sex shop? Yeah, very particular brand of person. Yeah, like they they got fired from the gas station truck stop. Yeah, and then actually, the one that I've been to in this area was the gas station truck stop sex stop, and they it was in a little town. Should I say the name of the town? You don't have to. What's what's the shop called? I don't even know. Oh wait. Know. I know where this is. Yeah, it's it's on the side of the highway. Yes, dude. Yeah. And there's a strip club I, by there too. Is there really? Yeah, and for some weird reason, um a seafood restaurant. 
uh, we might not be. Um, uh, 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 this is in a town, a small town near here. It's where Brad Brad was from. Oh uh, yeah, I'm thinking about a different one then. Yeah, it's 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 it is on the side of the highway though, and but it, yeah, we it's like we went in there once as a joke, and it was funny for about three minutes, and then it was just supposed to be really really sad because I realized that someone was working the register, and that's yeah. And the did job. they have an arcade? No. <laughs> no. You know, the one I've been to has an arcade, which is just a booth. Oh. And you're you're the controller. Oh, yeah, dude. God. Yeah, I've oh. seen a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things on the road. Yeah, that one is it's sex shop, strip club, and a restaurant called the Juicy Shrimp Shack. What the fuck? I'm not making this up. What? And whenever we passed it, the joke was, do you think there's a girl who works at all three? <laughs> like, like, because it's all the same owner. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah, it's a girl. She's like, I co- I'm covering April shift on Thursday at the shack, and then I got a strip all weekend, and oh then I work at the sex shop after I'm oh. done strip. You know, it just sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> She's like she like really knows a lot about like dildos and shrimp. <laughs> oh, dildos of the sea, some would say. <laughs> Shrimps are bugs. Yeah, dude. Oh dude, my God. Speaking of snow, let me let me gather our brains out of this gutter of not of the filth and nonsense. All right. Uh, the street cleaner went by my house like four times this morning at like seven in the morning. I thought it was a joke. I was like, does like, he know I'm in here trying to sleep? Yeah. So it's like they, he just kept going back and forth, back and forth. Oh, man, man. Why do you think that was happening? I've never. I don't know, dude. I think sometimes. And then the garbage man came. It's oh, like sometimes geez. I think the world's just up against you, me, you know, but that's yeah. all perspective. That's victim mentality. Wow. Well. Uh, but it's like, does my friend work for the street cleaner? Like, is he playing a, a a little fool on me? Is he trying to prank me a little bit? That's how it feels sometimes. Dude, that'd be a, that'd be a fantastic prank, though. Jesus. But I uh, got into this Christmas show on Netflix. Uh-oh. Yep. I don't like the sound of that, man. Listen, I don't know. I, I've been very cynical lately. Okay. Our listeners know that. Our listeners know that, especially in my intros, I get pretty real. But okay. um, this Christmas show has has taken me out of the depths of cynicism. When I okay. watch the show, I feel warm and fuzzy. And it's the dumbest fucking show I've ever seen. It's called Lily and Dash. And it's oh, about shit. these teenagers. I don't even... They're probably still in high school. But what they do is Dash is the cynical... <laughs> kid like me right but i'm 20 years older than him but let it be known that fresco is wearing an mtv shirt currently just had to throw that out there let me tell you how i shop go ahead (laughs) sorry i filter by size what size i need and then i filter by price low to high usually that finds me in the clearance section and so then i just pick from those ones that like have you know some of those shirts have like one size left and that's what oh. I'll scoop up if it's my size. Like, but, so, I, like, yeah, I, you get the bottom barrel. This shirt was like $4. Anyway. I really like the 
I like the color and I like the tie dye on the MTV logo. It's very but, cool. But this shirt is sold at many stores because my friend, I my friend once was wearing it. And I'm like, hey, and he's like, no, I got this somewhere else. I think it's just one of those ones. It's made. It's made forty in forty different countries. But yeah. Back to Lily. Sorry, sorry. Dash is this cynical, broody, probably listens to the Smiths unironically. Uh, and he's in a bookstore in New York City, of course. And he finds a red diary and it says, do you dare on it? And there's a mysterious person who's written the first passage of the diary, which is like a scavenger hunt through the bookstore. And I'm like, I love scavenger hunts, right? I love movies set in New York City, right? So right up right away, it's in my alley, and he hates Christmas. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I yes. hate Christmas too. But the person, the girl in the diary loves Christmas. Okay. So they're both, he puts the book back on the shelf because he wants to learn more about her. And then she comes back, and she takes the book, and then she, like, explains to him why these things are great and not bad. Boy, did it, it worked on me too. It worked oh on me God. too. It and rubbed I'm on, off. like, episode six of this Made for teens, romantic Christmas comedy, rom-com, and uh, I'm just enjoying it so thoroughly. Well, dude, I'm really happy for you. It's good to see you happy and optimistic because it only happens very rarely uh, these days. Very rarely. Uh, I've ran out of juice, creative juice. I don't know what it is. I I think I need to, to let myself not think about being creative or like what I could be doing more of for a while. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that definitely. Cause all the time yeah. in my head, I'm like, I could be doing more. I should be doing more. I'm a pathetic for not doing anything. And yeah. I think just having that is not a restful break. Yeah, definitely not. You never get that, that time away from thinking about it. And then that's, I feel like that's how writers block is born when you're just thinking about it too much. You yeah, just man. Cause that. I sit down, I get beats from your daddy. I got a beat from him this week and I was like, finally, because I'm, I'm hoping that something will spark something, a new thing will spark something rather than like trying to polish an old thing. And I sit and I, I got nothing. I, mm. and I feel I'm very hard on myself, which is very tough. And then so, but I don't know. And then yesterday I'm trying to stream classic N64 games. I spent five hours on the computer trying to figure out how I can stream to Twitch Turns out I'm just not gonna be able to do it. My computer is not good enough. It's just not Fuck. made. It's just not made for that kind of thing. I've like yeah. my computer is made for creativity, editing, handling multiple applications at once. But it's just not made for like streaming quality video to the internet, which sucks because I spend so much time on it. Yeah, that would be a really awesome thing to watch too. The classic N64 games. Yeah, I thought so. I thought I was That's like, this is right up, this is right up my alley. I love it. I, it's the, mm-hmm. I wanted, to, I want to show people where I grew up. I didn't have friends. Yeah. I had video games. <laughs> and like I have yeah, specific well, memories with specific levels of like Mario Kart and stuff. Oh boy, I'm still working well, on it. I'm still working on it, but I, yeah, I think hopefully it's, you have that figured out how to do that, man. Um, it's really. It's, the... I'm not good with technology. Mm. It's just not my thing. I'm not a Although in my resume, it says I'm detail-oriented, I'm not. (laughs) You dog. But I didn't leave out the detail that I'm detail-oriented, which is uh, I'm aware of the details. I just don't care. That's that's the key. You recognize details. You just don't. I don't believe it. I don't believe in them. (laughs) 
you don't find any significance in them. Hey, can I, sorry, I need to go back to a post previous thought. You were talking about being cynical and as the listeners and you know, I Wait, are we start- getting ready for a wannabe philosophy corner right now? Yeah, it's philosophy corner, baby. Yeah. Dreams, required readings, a philosophy class you had to take to graduate with a liberal arts degree. Listen in as wannabe takes us down the deep, deep path that never ends into our own minds. This is the philosophy corner. All right. So I was, I don't know how I got into this. Give me one sec. I was looking up the origin of the middle finger because Mm. I was watching Rick and Morty and I was watching the episode where he goes into his battery, where he created another universe. um, And that universe is people that basically power his car battery and he switches it around. That is wild. Yeah. Rick goes to the, uh, the universe and he, he taught them that flicking them off means the peace sign and then I got into this whole thought thing about how you know where do these hand gestures come from and we are in this society where like so many things are offensive it's so interesting to think about like the evolution of just raising your one middle finger is mm. is it can make someone mad. It means fuck you. Like what? Like that's like language in itself. The evolution of language is so fascinating. But now and then we have like, like a universal or at least a a national sign for fuck you. So I look into it and it turns out that one of my favorite philosophers named Diogenes, who was known for being like the biggest like the most important, impactful cynic, one of the original cynic philosophers, he used to live in a large barrel and drink out of water and publicly masturbate, hanging out with dogs because he called bullshit on everything. He called bullshit on wearing clothes. He called bullshit on Alexander the Great, who was seen as a god back then when Alexander the Great used to come to town. Diogenes would publicly masturbate in front of them. So back then it turns out the middle finger comes from uh, or at least they think that sticking your middle finger up is insulting because back then in ancient greece um they they saw it as your middle finger was the penis and the two fingers on the side on each side was the balls so flicking your Mm. middle finger off was basically saying that someone was being willing to take the penis anally so it was the original way of calling someone gay, which means that if we wanted, I was thinking if you wanted to make the argument, you could say that anyone who's ever given the finger to anybody is homophobic. Okay. <laughs> I've heard a different story about the origin of the middle finger. Oh, dude, let's hear it. So, uh, it comes from when England was at war and they would have longbows. Mm. And um, longbows were a really good weapon because they were like one of the only range weapons at the time. They didn't have like artillery or anything, you know, like they're one of the first things you could do to like make an impact against your enemy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, but you pull a longbow with your middle finger, you use that to pull uh, it back. Uh, oh. And so, what they would uh, do oh. is when they would capture enemies or defeat enemies or like the enemies would surrender they would cut off their middle fingers so that they could no longer pull a longbow and so giving somebody the finger is basically saying like you suck 
I beat oh, you. It's like a taunt. Still, yeah. I've got. Oh, dude, that's cool too. Well, I'll tell you what. If either of those are true, they're great I, stories. I like it, and I just like really wanted to talk about Diogenes because he he called bullshit on Socrates. He called bullshit um, a lot, and um, he would actually go around holding a lantern in the broad daylight saying that he was searching for a good man because he couldn't find any in the town that he was in. Oh my God. I mean, he sounds kind of funny. He was, he, I think he was, would have been a really funny dude to hang out with probably a bit of a dick, but yeah, but I think, so I think that's important, but I don't want to be that person. Right, right, right. Like I, I think that every society needs that guy yeah but like i think i think we've evolved past the point where we need one person to be one thing don't you think yeah no yeah the it's good that the cynics especially in ancient greece when they thought that they had this thriving society it was good to have one dude yeah you need that (laughs) dude i don't know why this made me think about this but one of this is one of the funniest the hardest i've laughed in my life uh, I was stoned on a porch, uh, and uh, with my with a couple guys at a house we were living in. It was across from a park. Uh, also, fun fact: I've only lived across the street from parks. Uh, I realized that just this moment because I was like, "He's been to my house, and I also live. It's a different house and a different park." Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so. It was raining, like storming. Rain was coming down in sheets. You know the type. Where like you, if you look at the street light, it's like, it's like sheets of rain. I mean, just I know the type. just pouring, and it hit like 10 p.m. and the sprinkler system in the park turned on while it's just fucking like absolutely pouring, and we all laughed so hard at the <laughs> irony. At the irony, it was like, what kind of society do we think we have? Yeah, and it can't even tell that it's wet outside. It's just, <laughs> it was so yeah, genuinely. Dude. No one said a thing. We just started laughing because of how <laughs> hard it was raining. It was light. I mean, it was a great storm, and then just like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just so genuinely ironic. It's yeah, like dude, the de- if I was ever going to be an English teacher, that's the definition of irony. Yeah, yeah, that is hilarious. And the um it's it is funny to think about the thing that controls watering the lawn doesn't realize when the lawn is being watered. <laughs> That's that, wild. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yeah, it was it's just I don't know why. Maybe is it didn't make me cynical. I don't know. It didn't make me realize that systems are flawed. No, dude, I think that you, you once told me the story of when you lost faith in authority. Um, On this I don't know podcast, I think we talked about it, didn't we? Did you, did you tell I don't think so, dude. I think it was off the podcast. Yeah, we could talk about this. Uh, like, I, what I just want to say before you start, like, these are the things that make people cynical. These, this year, and this is so in fourth, this is in fourth grade. Yeah, dude, I know. This is in fourth. Everyone has a story like this, dude. Everyone is going to know the pain. Yeah. So I was in fourth grade, and I can't believe we got here. But it was this is actually the holidays are coming up, and 
we were getting ready for our fourth grade. Every year, the entire elementary school would do a Christmas program. We called it the Christmas program. Aunts, you know, moms, dads, grandpas, grandmas would come. We'd sing like hi-ho cheerio. Classic. Kids are cute. I had a solo once where I was like, and then Santa came and flew over the town and dropped presents. Like I had a, we had scripted narrators. Anyway, so it's a big deal. It's my fourth grade one. So it's my last year in elementary school, my last Christmas program. Both grand, all four grandparents are there. I mean, this is a big oh, deal. Shit. We were horsing around before. This is a, a, a big thing. A big thing for me was armpit farts. Okay. <laughs> For many fourth grade boys, not just me, but me and my little crew I was running in was armpit farts. Um, for those of you who don't know, you lick your hand, you stick it in the crease, and, and you pump. You pump the arm up and down, and it works. I don't know how. It, I don't know the science. I don't know the science. It just works. Magic. And so the teacher said, no more armpit farts. No, <laughs> we're done. She didn't like it. I don't blame her. Uh, and so we stopped. But then there was also a kid in our class who, for fun all the time, would just regular fart. <laughs> he would just, like, sit up in his chair, lean back, pull his legs up to his – pull his knees up to his chest, and just rip. <laughs> he did it all the time. It was hilarious all the time. All the time it was funny. <laughs> and uh, – <laughs> Dude, I'm 23 years old and that's hilarious. So I yeah, it was funny. Imagine being in fourth grade. It was, hilar- it was hilarious. Comic <laughs> genius. I don't even know where he's at now. He probably sells life insurance. Anyways, so he – on the other side of the room, he was not involved in the armpit fart crew, the, the AFC, the armpit fart crew. Uh, and so the teacher was like, I told you guys – no more armpit farts. And we're like, we didn't. And we blamed it. We were like, that was him. I'm not going to put him on. I'm not going to dox him. We're like, that was him. Now, this kid also, I will say, was special needs. Yeah. Now, the only reason that that is part of the story is because she then thought we were picking on him. She thought we were throwing him under the bus because of his special needs. So she tried to use it as a teaching moment that we don't look down on people when we were just trying to tell the god dang truth so we like she's like you can't you guys are actually this is actually worse the fact that you're pinning it on someone who's has special needs and she she said go to the hall never good never no. good she said go Very to the bad. hall all four of you uh and <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna talk amongst yourselves decide who made the noise the the last the the last fart noise because she it was she was convinced it was one of us she said, talk amongst yourselves, and whoever did it needs to, like, confess, or none of you are performing in the pageant. None of you are performing in the Christmas program. I know now my mother would have rioted. Right. But as a fourth grader, you don't know that. You're just like, you know, you understand. As an adult, logistically, you're like, they're just going to have four kids stay behind by themselves when the whole school's cleared out in the gymnasium. That's not realistic. But when fourth right. grade, you're like, I don't know. Ugh. My grandparents are coming. Yeah, all four. All four of them. So we talked amongst ourselves. We knew this was bullshit because we right. knew we. I don't want to put say his name. We knew that that one kid did it. Yeah, but, he, uh, he actually farted. He actually farted. That very, is a very. testament to the quality of our armpit farts. <laughs> uh, and so 
what we decided was his name was Andy. And he said, my parents are divorced and no one's coming to my, to see me perform. So I'll take the blame and stay back. And we all agreed. We're like, sounds good. This sounds great, Andy. Thanks for taking one. And then he confessed. The teacher said, I hope you learned your lesson. We are still going to allow you to perform, but we, I hope this was a lesson. That ingrained that authority has no idea what's going on. Exactly. They're trying to enforce these rules that don't exist. Right. And ever since then, fourth grade, again, uh, rules are bullshit to me. There are no rules. <laughs> yes. The rules I thought were there to protect us are just kind of arbitrary. Yes. And that's when I started losing my faith in authority. Uh, one more quick one. In Miss Sihaski's sixth grade science class, I did a, um, this is when I lost faith in the educational system. I did a, <laughs> I did a paper on recycling. And I used recycled paper. I used recycled paper from my dad's recycling bin. And I left yeah. words on the back of one of the sheets. You know, like how classrooms have a recycling bin that like yes. if someone prints something off weird or like they accidentally... Yeah the end of a report there's like a period right and like on the on a second page they just recycle the second one right Mm -hmm. this had like a period or something on it very small and i was like oh my gosh this is proof of concept right Mm -hmm. i'm i'm putting proof of concept i've put my heart and soul into this into this paper this is a proof of concept that i understand recycling and then she knows because of that i got a 98 out of 100 I got two points off. Why? Because of the mark on one of the back of the pages. Oh my God. And that's, I, that's Dude, it for that's, me. That's the worst story. Like that is so bad that she did that. Let me tell you, I was an <sighs> honor roll student before that happened yeah dude i believe it man <laughs> and that, that was is, it for me i hung it up dude uh, i hung it up that's the, just the worst story ever like why would oh yeah those rules sometimes they're so they're so like they, it's like the teachers sometimes don't have enough creativity to get past their own rules like they're really you can yes. the teacher really dependent on the rules and the teacher's the only one that's dependent on the rules that's why my dad is like my favorite teacher of all time he believed in no rules and he would let you argue your case for something in a project or like yeah. a point. Yep. Yeah. Like he I wouldn't just even... knock you down. He also was very creative the way he taught things. You know what Pavlov's dogs are? Yeah. So my dad brought in a training shock collar for dogs and put it around his neck and he would leave the room, give the remote to a kid he trusted, leave the room. The room would decide an action he could not do. And then the whole class period they would shock him if he did the action and then that's and he would show that he would learn to not do it without even knowing what it was right that's nuts i thought my dad would die at the end of the day he came home and he's like <laughs> he's just <Yeah>. adrenaline <laughs> adrenaline just pulsing yeah because like our class was like lick your lips i guess he licks his lips when he talks i didn't know that but once you start looking for it he did it a lot and yeah. At the end of the day, he couldn't feel the little shocks anymore. Like he was initially just doing it on level oh. one. By the end of the day, he was on level 10 because his body became immune to the spike. Are you serious? Yeah. So oh, he was just like, he would be sitting there talking. He'd be like, uh, he'd lick his lips. And he'd be like, oh, 
just you'd be like, oh gosh. Christ. <laughs> yeah. And then Jesus. but once you find out your class is doing that, he's doing six, seven classes a day. You can't tell the next class that he's not doing it anymore. Yeah. Because they're looking yeah. forward to it. Right, right, right. Yeah. But it was wild, was- dude. It was wild. Um, yeah. That is so incredible. Yeah, see, and like, the, I don't know, the teachers should reflect, they should mirror the way that like, life actually happens. And Yeah, where, there's n- where the rules don't always apply to everybody at the same uh, time. Yeah, you, argue, you could argue your case. The rules don't typically hold up the same way from, from one experience to the next. And it's, uh, yeah, I had, I, t- I, my civics teacher, I don't know anything about history or civics or the government because my civics teacher in high school was so bad and so rule oriented and she would talk and throughout the class, she would start talking louder and louder. And it, got, it was so unpleasant to listen to her speak that I would just zone out. And typically I would do that whole, uh, did you ever do the old headphones through the sleeve and then you hold them? No, I had gigantic headphones. Yeah, okay. You didn't have the little iPhone headphone. No, yeah, no. I had like, dude, it must be so easy nowadays. What would you do? Ear- you just like, I, did, yeah. you would like put your arm up like this? Yeah, you string the headphones through your sleeve and then you just act like you're leaning on your head. And, and I was actually listening to Jimi Hendrix, Bold wow. as Love, um, Classic, which was much six, but now I don't know how the government works or the electoral college. So that's great. But I still um, vote. I still vote. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I, if I didn't want to do something in school, there were times when I, they would be handing out papers like worksheets or homework and I would just give it back and I would say, I'm not going to do this. You you don't need to give this to me. Yeah. (laughs) Straight up. Not even pretend. Not even pretend. Yeah, man. I mean, my friend who owned a house, he like got, he he was really bad and he moved out of his house early. He owned a house in high school. Yeah, he or he was he started renting a house, and I think he was renting it from his aunt. So it was basically like he owned it. He was like seventeen. Best part. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. But he, but he was like getting an F in this fucking civics class because he was in juvie for the first half of the year, and then got out. So he's missing all these assignments, and then we have a fucking assignment about how to like how to like pay a mortgage or something like that. So he just did that assignment in like four seconds. Cause he'd actually been doing it and he knew like what a Wild. check looked like. And, but I was like, this kid is going to fail this class. But he, and then because he didn't give a fuck about the rules, he just did the assignment and then gave it to everybody else. Let's talk about that. How much when, like, Oh, because like helping your students, helping your friends in high school is actually decentivized because no one wants to do all the work and then just see everyone else not have to do the work. But there's always those genius stoner kids that don't give a fuck. And when they're really good at math or something like that, or an assignment that they just happen to know the shit about, those kids will just give the answers out to everybody. And that, that, should, be, that should be incentivized more. Cheating? They should, yes. Be, helping your friends. It, uh, it's a slippery slope though wanna yeah it is it is you're right that is you're like, not it's not gonna be helping on one question it's gonna be one guy and a group of friends who's really good at it and isn't benefiting anyway from the lesson because he's already good at it just giving the answers to his friends yeah that's but not if, good if, that's why i never understood if, cheating 
Yeah, but if class was set up in a way where that kid could like have the time to explain the answers to his friends, then I feel like everyone you would. You got to try to do that, right? There's tutors and stuff and there's group work. Sometimes, man. I just, I feel like that shit needs to happen more often because then you get like these really smart people who would be done with class early and then they start doing other stuff when they could be going around helping out their friends. Yeah, but and I, I wouldn't want to do that. And I was usually done early with my thing. Ah, if I man, did that. Maybe, maybe I just wanted um, people uh, what's to your, give me Well, what you're, what you're focusing on is very idealistic. Yeah. But you never forget, humans are irrational and dumb. Yeah. And they're always yeah. going to surprise you. I think always. He's still left over from high school. And, you, you know, have that, some what? I have some animosity. Uh, res- we all we all do we all do God, if you that. don't if you don't that's a bigger problem probably a fuck right you need you need to have animosity towards high school yeah because so i look at it too right out of high school i was like the system failed me high school should be different we need education reform like right out of high school i was that was my viewpoint now my viewpoint is more, okay, the system might be a bit flawed, but it works for most people, which is hard to say for most things in life. It yeah, works for most people. And then if you do push back on that, you're usually just someone who kind of lives outside the system of everything. So it's actually better to learn how to work outside the system. It's like a precursor, yeah. Here's what I'm just pissed about. I graduated. I, mean, I passed my- classes off charm. When I got into performing yeah. in, in the choir, and you can't perform if you fail a class, my teacher was like, oh, I know you love choir. If you just break, t- bring this movie home from the library, watch it, let me know what you think, write like a page, handwritten, you know, notebook page report on it, I'll give you enough points to pass the class. Holy shit. That's, That's just fantastic. like... Eventually, they're just like, okay, this kid's on something different, and we're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna push him through because nothing. Hey, this kid is built different. <laughs> this kid's just different, dude. I would go in sometimes to skip class. I would go into the counselor's office and tell him I was depressed. Yeah, and I would sit I would... there for forty-five minutes ruminating, and I was depressed, which helped. I wasn't lying. Yeah, but I definitely was there. Because the counselor's office pass to skip a class was one of the most powerful oh, all yeah, passes. I yep. I faked so many stomach aches to go. I learned about the sick room after I got my you first. You had a in- sick room. Yes, where I would spend in-school suspension days. And then mm. when I wasn't suspended, I learned to fake sick so I could go lay in the sick room. Which is, is not going to exist in a post-COVID world because it was just a cot with a blanket that everyone shared if oh you were sick. God. <laughs> You'd have one sick person first hour and then third hour someone comes in and uses that same fucking blanket. Just yeah, that is, that is wild to think about how life was so dirty. Now because you're hyper aware of germs yeah. Yeah. and stuff. But, I mean, I'll be honest, dude. We had these two... We got... Two minutes left. Right? This is, and then we, but I got to, I got to share this. So like, it was just generally accepted that if you respected the staff bathrooms, they would keep them open because they were singular oh, room wow. door lock, like private bathrooms. And most people would just go in there and shit. 
because you don't have to be in the stalls. It was just like a private, it was like quiet. It was the end of a hallway, right? But then people started having sex in there. Oh, shit. Oh, it was like a thing people started doing. And so then once they got caught, they started locking the staff bathrooms. And you had to have like a key that only teachers would have. But man, that was a wild time. Just think of how gross that is now that you know how gross people, like now that you're more aware of how gross people are. Yeah. Damn, dude. That's, uh, yeah, my friends used to go to the wrestling room to have sex, which is actually probably even more gross. It is gross, but I I understand. I understand it. I understand it. A lot of schools use the wrestling room as just uh, everyone sits on the floor room because it's so comfortable. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Those were always good days in Phi Ed class. But then I would think about, you know, the the semen that was probably scattered around. I touched my first boob in the wrestling room. Yes. Yeah. We were. Yeah. The whole class, it was like tiered kind of like they brought in these mats. So it was like tiered. And we were watching Roots. And some girl was like, hey. Yeah, this girl what? and I, would, we've been flirting. This was like ninth grade. And, it, and I touched her know, boob. That's fantastic. During, During Roots. Roots. <laughs> He's getting whipped, Fuck. yelling Kunta Quinte. And I'm, touch- I'm, I'm having the best experience of my life. <laughs> I think we got to stop. There. We have 30 <laughs> seconds left. I think that's a good way to stop. It's been an incredibly intimate show today. We talked a lot about high school. I feel what should the title here. of the episode be? High school <sighs> stories. But we can be high more school. creative than that. I'll figure it out on our phone call that we always do after the show. I can't talk tonight. <sighs> I know. I know. I have to get ready for a tournament. I'll text it to you. Okay. Sounds good. We're out of time. Talk to you soon. I will talk to you soon, buddy. Love you. Bye. Bye.